On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I speak about the future of this podcast. I give you an update on my swollen ankle and I speak about why I'm focusing so much right now on how I wake up. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 160 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is the place where I share the lessons I wish I knew sooner, sometimes on my own and sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. Right, I apologize. It's been a while, but we're back. This this episode here is me properly being back, right? It has been patchy for the past two or three months. It's basically been patchy in some way since the new year. And I'll be honest, that's because trying to juggle lots of content output with running an actual business, with living my life is difficult. And inevitably, this thing comes last, right? Because this thing, as much as I enjoy it, doesn't pay the bills and so on. So I have been thinking recently how can i make this more predictable for me from a production perspective make it more predictable for you from a when you open itunes or spotify on a friday morning is my podcast going to be their perspective Um, and also just make everything make a little bit more sense right because since i introduced guest episodes maybe what two and a half years ago they get a good reception I get a huge amount from them because, of course, I'm selfishly pulling on other people who I want to speak to and using this podcast as a medium through which get to get access to them. I know that lots of people who listen to these episodes here on a Friday, or at least they come out on a Friday, don't listen to the guest episodes or at least the feedback I get from people who listen to these episodes because you've been here for two or three or getting on for four years, some of you now, you're here to just have like a one directional catch up right where you just listen to me think out loud for 20 minutes about the week or what I've learned or some insight or whatever it might be right so I've got a little bit of a plan and I think it ticks all of the boxes that I've been struggling with recently I think it allows me to give you what you want in as much as if you want these episodes you know when to get them. If you want guest episodes, you know where to find them. It allows me to have a far more predictable way of doing these solo episodes because these things are easy, right? This takes 90 minutes, really. Um, although actually I'm using a different camera today and trying a few things. So this this particular episode might take forever. However, generally they don't take too long. It also allows me to have guest conversations, publish those guest episodes slightly separately and the the good thing about that is if there is a guest who has to drop out at the last minute which often happens if there is no guest in a guest episode slot because it takes a huge amount of time to schedule those conversations or if just something happens these episodes here the friday episodes the core episodes that have been around for like i say getting on for four years now will remain so here is the content plan if any of you care, because I need to think this out loud um, and share it with you as a consumer of said content because I've been juggling with it for a while and I think what I'm proposing makes a lot of sense for all of us, right? So it's good. So 
on a Monday, there'll be the normal YouTube video every Monday because that's completely separate to this podcast. But from a content perspective, that's where a lot of my energy is going recently. So every Monday on YouTube, if you care for it, there'll be like a seven to 12 minute long video on a topic, slightly edited, nice to watch, little package. They'll be on a Monday as they already are. On a Friday, every Friday, there will be an episode of the podcast like this. So think of year one of the podcast, if you've been around for that long, right? Where every single Friday morning, you knew that you could open up iTunes or Spotify, or in this case now YouTube, and this kind of podcast here, where I just have a catch up and think out loud, is going to be there waiting for you, whether you want to listen to or not, it's going to be there, right? They will stay on a Friday and that will be every single week. So every single week, there will be a solo episode, as I've been calling them, on a Friday. Guest episodes don't happen on a Friday anymore, right? And then, this is what's kind of new, I guess. When there is a guest episode, which might be every week during some periods of the year, it might be every two weeks as it's supposed to be right now, it might be every four weeks, every six weeks, right? Depending on what kind of season of life I'm in. When there is a guest episode recorded, once it's ready, that will be released on a Wednesday, right? So that's kind of the cadence of the content. Monday, standalone YouTube video. I bulk produce them anyway, so that's okay. Friday, this podcast here, the one that many of you actually come here for. And then on a Wednesday, as and when they happen, guest episodes. Now, leaning into the guest episodes for a second. Again, thank you if you're still here with me because this is all very meta. Um, There's a couple of reasons why I've wanted to do it like this, because I mean, A, I just don't have the time, frankly, to do guest outreach as consistently as I would need to, to get the caliber of people on this podcast that I want to, right? Because I get like seven emails a week, literally from random PR people offering up these random guests, right? And I could give you shit (laughs) in as much as if I wanted a guest every two weeks I could just pull these random people oh yep that person's writing a book who I've never heard of and don't know what they're talking about let's get them on oh that person did an interesting tweet let's get them on but frankly I'm not interested in doing that for myself quite selfishly but also if you're going to click on that little purple square in Spotify or if you're going to go to my YouTube channel or see a recommended video I want you to know as I've always wanted you to know that the guest relates in some way to what I find interesting and therefore by proxy hopefully what you find interesting and it's not going to land every time right there are going to be episodes with guests which are better than others there are going to be some that you hopefully find really interesting and others that frankly you shouldn't waste your time with because they just won't connect with you in the same way that they might connect with somebody else however removing the pressure of trying to find schedule record with edit review and publish and even in some cases market right things like the trailers i guess every two weeks whilst on top of that trying to do all the other content which needs to keep going because to me that's more important whilst also running a business whilst also trying to stick to some semblance of a normal life with habits and whatnot right to, to bring stuff to the table to actually tell you what i've been up to other than just talking about the podcast that seems to be the way to go and i don't know why it took me so long to think of this i have been juggling lots of ideas of what to do here and i i didn't until like four days ago know the answer like i was thinking do i just remove the podcast from youtube do i just have the podcast be audio only 
And if you want the podcast, you go to Spotify, you go to iTunes, you go to Podchaser or whatever you use, because then that would cut down the production time and, you know, it would just free up all these resources. But to be honest, I, I feel like that is a step backwards and something that I'm not comfortable doing. So unless things get really drastic and it all fucking falls apart, that won't be happening. Um, and then, yeah, I I want this quarter, like I spoke about a couple of weeks ago on the last episode, because it's been two weeks, apologies. I want this quarter to be more about adherence, right? About having the space to do everything that I've told myself I'm going to do in every area of life. And I've had varying degrees of success with that so far. Um, there have been curveballs, like with the running, that I'll update you on in a minute. But before I try and do everything, kind of in the same way that I started this year, if you remember the episodes in early January, I was saying I'm going to kind of layer things on slowly so that I understand where my tipping point is. If you've seen the video on YouTube about the Jenga productivity method, you'll know what I'm talking about. I'm doing that again, but with content, right? There was a time quite quite an impressive time actually when I look back I'm like fucking hell how did I do that like this time last year for example I was smashing out a solo episode every time it should have came out brilliant I was doing a guest episode with someone really interesting every time there should have been one amazing I was producing like a reel a tiktok a short every day I was fucking tweeting there was a email newsletter in there at some point and I mean look the business is just busier right now and frankly in this economy it's it's really important for service-based businesses to do all that we can be doing for our clients as well now that's not necessarily to say that I was doing less before but like the the stakes are higher at this point right and so if there's something where it's kind of 50 50 teetering between do I give my attention to this business related task or do I give my attention to the podcast the business will win every day of the week so this is all to say that I apologize and thank you for still being here because it's been very fucking patchy recently. However, it's going to be consistent again. And also, if you see me staring down every now and then, um, I've got a thing set up on Chrome on my MacBook over here, monitoring Ticketmaster for a set of tickets that I want for a gig on Sunday. And it pings every time the page changes. So if I just pause there, that's what just happened. Right. Let's talk about some stuff that isn't the podcast. Cause it's fucking boring me coming on here and telling you about the podcast on the podcast every week. Let's talk about running. That's another update. So I believe that last time we spoke, I had just injured my ankle, I think, had I? Two weeks ago. Yes, I had just injured my ankle. I had to think there. Um, So I thought it was Achilles tendonitis and then my whole fucking foot just became impossible to use like there was a three or four day period last week where I just couldn't walk right the most walking I did all day was like 250 300 steps down to Tesco back home and um walking back up the hill to get to the house my foot would be like double the size for about an hour afterwards really really painful impossible to walk and just difficult mentally if I can get away with saying that over something so trivial because what do you do when, or at least what do I do? I'm not sure about you, but what do I do when I need to clear my head, when I need to think about something, when I want to get outdoors or get some more energy? If I'm not running these days, which is what I'm trying to do, I would traditionally go for a walk, right? And so having the progress of the running taken away, but also my ability to walk, period, essentially stopped, unless I wanted to be in like really bad pain for a while, 
wasn't great. So I spoke to my GP this time last week, beginning of this week. I don't know. I spoke to my GP at some point uh, because I thought that it may have been a stress fracture or a hairline fracture. Apparently they're different things, essentially a very small fracture somewhere because it had swollen around the whole ankle and kind of into the foot and I couldn't quite work out where the pain was and where it wasn't and it was sore in different places on different days. Turns out, according to the assessment of the GP, I had just fucked several tendons all at once through running too much overuse of the tendons relative to what they're used to because for the past three years before the couch to 5k attempt during lockdown, I had ran not at all, maybe for like 20 minutes cumulatively across those whole three years running for trains and then over the past six weeks I have done what 20 odd runs for maybe I don't know 50 kilometers give or take which isn't a huge distance right but going from zero to three consistent runs every single week upping the ante every time having a day's break between it running on the river path here which is sketchy and there's tree trunks sorry tree trunks tree roots growing out of the pavement and so on um i think the assessment of the gp was essentially this just that i had overused it however the good news is this i can walk again now and this was the craziest thing ever because on saturday evening just gone i couldn't walk right i was still limping there was this swelling towards like the front right of my foot and so every time my foot kind of hinged beyond the neutral position beyond 90 degrees upwards so like any curb any hill driving right letting off the accelerator letting off the brake whatever it might be really bad pain and then i was driving to somewhere maybe 25 minutes away and i got in the car and i walked to the car and i was limping and it was sore and then when i got out of the car i was just walking down the street to where i was going and i was like fucking hell i'm walking like i didn't even realize that i was walking normally because obviously it's so habitual after an entire lifetime of doing it for like 30 seconds and then I was like what has happened it's like the pain randomly disappeared I'm not sure if there was like a a knot for want of a better word because I don't know what I'm talking about or like a kink or something in the the particular tendon that was causing that pain but it just vanished and so I've been trying to do as much steady walking as possible on my foot since then so it doesn't cramp up that's on the advice of the GP so yesterday I walked for like seven kilometers today I've probably done another I don't know 10,000 steps I'm going to check actually because I feel like I've done nothing but walk today because my car has been in car shop for repairs 13,888 steps I've done today so like I can walk again which is good news um so I'm trying to do as much walking as possible this week and then I'm probably going to buy some very overpriced running trainers in time for next week i say very overpriced the trainers i have this time around are running trainers right because the gp from last time around when i tried running without running trainers said buy some running trainers so i bought some running trainers apparently they're not very good so now i need to buy some even more expensive running trainers which kind of cushion the blow of your heel and your foot when you're running and all this stuff and they're like hundreds of pounds however i'm gonna buy them and then on tuesday next week i will attempt a very slow very short run i think on your apple watch you can set like a distance rather than a time target so i'll scroll it up to like one and a half kilometers which is between like here and the goats and if you follow me on instagram you know what i mean by the goats and if you don't you won't know what i'm talking about there are goats a kilometer and a half away from here and i'm basically gonna 
do a very light, very gentle run for that kilometer and a half and see how I feel. And then next Thursday, which would be the next running day, try maybe, I don't know, two kilometers. And then on the Sunday, try three kilometers there and back, something like that, right? Build it up steadily and pay really close attention to how my foot feels in the moment and afterwards, because I was going to go straight in on Tuesday. I was just going to go for it again, right? Start on like week six of couch to 5k, which is where I'm at, which is like a, where I was at. I'm not there anymore, clearly, which is like a 28 minute run. Sorry, a 25 minute run, um, which is probably like four and a half kilometers at my current pace. And then I realized, I say I realized somebody gave me a reality check, which is essentially if I want to run the Cardiff half marathon, which is in like five months time now, I really can't risk getting long-term injured because I think I've somehow got away fortunately with a reasonably short recovery time with this tendonitis. The GP said that it could be anywhere from four to 12 weeks. Now, if it was on the 12 weeks side of the scale, that would already put me in trouble town because that would then give me three months to go from essentially zero again to a half marathon in a convincing time with zero headroom for injury. And the same is true now, right? If I don't allow this to recover properly and that extends out the recovery time of this particular injury, and then also the longer you have this kind of injury I've read, the more pre-exposed you are to have it in the future. I think that five months time, although it's a long time to train for a 13 mile run, like it's more than enough right now, I think if I were to be out for too much longer or indeed re-injure myself halfway through that period, I think then it's getting close to to being not viable. And I mean, it's not like I've come a huge distance, no pun intended, but like six weeks of learning to run, like I've spoken about a couple of times now, has been really nice. It's been fun to realize that physical limits when you're running such short distances, because I appreciate I'm not running far, but then they're kind of imaginary, right? As in around that two or three week mark when you realize that actually the difficulty is in your mind and not in the the running. And then you go from running 60 seconds to 90 to three minutes to five minutes to eight minutes to 20 minutes to 25 minutes in the space of a few weeks. As you see that extend out in front of you, it gets really exciting. And so I just don't want to risk losing that progress, losing the ability to do that by being impatient. So Tuesday coming, I'm going to try a very slow run if my foot feels okay. And if it does, then I'll build from there and that'll be exciting. Um, Waking up is an interesting one right now. Now this is, I know that I optimize for all sorts of things. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a few years, you'll know that I optimize for really random things. However, I don't think I've ever focused in so deeply, or I'm about to, like today is the day that I realized that I need to do this, focused in so deeply on not even necessarily sleeping, right? That's all right. I can fall asleep and sleep for ages. That's great. But waking up and waking up in such a way where I feel ready to go there or thereabouts the moment I wake up, right? Let's let's go back to what I said a second ago about running being not a physical battle, but a mental one. I think that there is some sort of a mental battle to be won here in as much as it's no secret that I work for myself and notwithstanding meetings where I have to be somewhere at a certain time, I can kind of wake up when I want, right? And I can kind of work when I want and where I want. I worked from like a prep in Cardiff today because I had to wait around for my car. And 
so long as everything that we as a business are doing is delivered right so long as everybody's taking care of their stuff and clients are happy and bills are paid and whatever else then it doesn't really matter when i wake up and although i'm fairly self-disciplined in life i'm far from perfect but i'm all right and although i have had stints of waking up early and loving it right you've probably heard me say this before i love waking up early i think that those first few hours of the day unlock a huge amount ignoring all of that I still struggle to, when the alarm goes off, like jump out of bed and be like, right, I'm ready. And there are days when I feel like that, right? When I'm wide awake the second I wake up, but normally it takes me like 45 minutes to an hour to feel awake, right? And all the while, the kind of schedule that I have planned for the day is ticking down. If you've seen my video on YouTube about time boxing, you know that I literally time box my entire day from the moment I wake up through to the moment I go to bed. Now, when that works, that's incredibly productive. That can lead to amazing outcomes. Like you wouldn't believe how much you can get done in a day. But the problem comes on the days when I can't stick to that because the first hour to 90 minutes is scuppered, right? And then I'm in this position where I have to make a decision of, do I just not go to the gym today and not listen to that audiobook and not do this and that and all these things that I do in the mornings? Or do I push the entire schedule down, do those things so I'm sticking to the habit and then have to find time for everything else? Or do I move everything around and then the plan that I've come up with is kind of redundant anyway because what's the point of having a plan if the moment you wake up, you change it all, right? So this is all to say that If you remember a few weeks ago, I think it was Alex Marsden asked a question on this podcast about what do I think my biggest challenge this year will be and how do I plan to overcome it? And funnily enough, it's that question that has been bouncing around in my head over the past few weeks, along with the content stuff, because there is a huge amount that I want to get done this year, a huge amount, stuff that you don't even know about yet that I'm trying to get done this year. And to get it all done, or at least to get most of the way there on most of the things, I really need to make the most of the time and the energy I have, right? Going back to what Paul Mort said, you can't manage time, you can manage your energy. So stop trying to manage your time and instead manage your energy. This is a question to an extent of energy management, right? Because I can wake up at the right time, but I'm not currently having the energy to do anything productive with that time. And therefore the, the whole act of waking up early somewhat becomes redundant because... I just sit in bed until like an hour later. So why not just sleep longer? So I'm leaning into this. Um, I'm not sure if you can see on my wrist. I've got a whoop again. I've gone back to using whoop for a couple of reasons, actually. And another reason why I'm using whoop will come apparent in like six to nine months, potentially with something that you know nothing about yet. But I'm going to drop that seed in there and see who asked me about it first. Um, However, one of the reasons I'm using whoop is because I want to optimize my sleep optimize the time I go to sleep, optimize caffeine intake and the cutoff time for caffeine, optimize screen time around bed, optimize uh, when I eat my last meal, optimize when I exercise, optimize how long I'm in bed for, the quality of sleep distractions, make sure that I don't wake up in the middle of the night to have a wee, optimize my wake up time and indeed make sure that when I wake up I have the energy because waking up and feeling tired or waking up and not having energy isn't the problem I've realized it's a symptom of the problem, right? The real problems are probably things like going to bed too late or sitting on my phone for hours before bed or staying in the office too late, trying to squeeze out desperately some productivity as if 
I'm actually being productive because I may be productive in the moment, but if I lose two hours off of the morning because of that, then actually I've lost time overall. And so this is definitely the most niche thing I've ever focused in on. However, I think the returns on spending a few weeks really focusing in on how do I wake up feeling energized? How do I wake up feeling like I've had all of the sleep I need and that I'm ready to get up now and that because I've woken up at the right time with the right energy, the schedule that I built for the day can go ahead exactly as planned. I think if I can do that, again, going back to that question a few weeks ago, most of the other challenges of this year, not all of them, but most of the other challenges of this year will take care of themselves. So focusing on waking up um and then i think that's all i've really got to tell you about this week um the the tickets from Ticketmaster that i'm trying to get or non-plural ticket i'm gonna go on my own if i can get a ticket is to Maisie peters um i do this thing all the bloody time where i google when i'm in cardiff gigs in cardiff this week because i never actually plan gigs unless it's someone i really like and i just see if there's anyone who i fancy going to see and i've seen Maisie peters a few times and she has some bops and we love sad girl pop so if i can get a ticket i'll go it's proving incredibly difficult actually um it's a very small venue that she's playing in cardiff compared to the rest of the tour where there have been loads of resale tickets and there are none in cardiff it seems so gonna go to see that gonna go and see that on sunday I think uh, I'm going to be filming a bunch of YouTube videos on Saturday and that's it to be honest not a lot else to tell you about lots going on very busy focusing on waking up the podcast is back I'm going to be more predictable with schedules of content and I apologize and I think that is it um yeah so look thank you as always for listening I hope you have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week not in a couple of weeks not a day late this time next week for episode number 161 of life and lessons see you then Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 